You found us. We're Deep Focus. I'm Mitch Goldman, and it's June of 2012. Eric Person back in the studio with me, and our topic is the Art Ensemble of Chicago. I mean, really. How hard is this to do a great show? Talking about this music and rare stuff you've never heard. Okay, enjoy it. Keep in mind, this is two of two. There's usually three chunks. There's just two of this episode. So it's all yours.
like to say thank you very much for being here this afternoon at Salfelden. We've had a great time playing and sharing the music with you, and we hope that you've had a great time playing and sharing the music with us. Roscoe Mitchell, saxophone, flute, clarinet, percussion, composition. Thank you very much. Lester Bowie, trumpet, bass, drum, composition. Thank you. Joseph Jarman, saxophone, clarinet, composition, Thank you. Babadu drums and percussion. Thank you. Malachi favors Magostus, bass, percussion, composition, blues, jazz, rock, avant-garde, traditional, bebop, call it whatever you like, we call it great black music from the ancient to the So that's where it ends. Chicago, the Art Ensemble of Chicago, great black music. Hmm. Uh-huh. Or does it? Or is that the end? <laughs> <laughs> that was Art Ensemble of Chicago. As, as another hour and a half set starts up. <laughs> right. You know what's interesting? Unabated. I'm picturing, I don't know if you can picture it, if you remember it, or if uh, I've described this village of Salfelden. Not only are you in this big outdoor kind of a meadow mm -hmm. in the Alps, but I only now realize, I think that was Jarman speaking at the end, mm -hmm. Joseph Jarman saying, we had a great afternoon. So this is a daytime performance. Okay. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's a little bit of the, of the vibe of what's going on here. Um, a very distinctive set of music and... Uh, mm -hmm. Really, just I mean, I don't know. I don't. I've never heard a bad set from these guys, but it's quite yeah. special that this is a live recording um, that's unreleased. Art Ensemble of Chicago in Southfelden, Austria, August 29th, nineteen eighty-seven. This is the subject of tonight's deep focus. I'm Mitch Goldman. My guest tonight, Eric Person, and mm -hmm. we're in it, man. We are. Yeah. In it. Yeah. Um. Any other thoughts as you? Uh, as we listen to that conclusion, that very dynamic. Uh, it was, it was happening. <laughs> what is a great game? These guys are playing There's some good stuff in there. I mean, a lot of stuff. I mean, I just know when I was a kid, and I, and I would come across stuff, and 
it would be just like it would just open my world up. I mean, I, I remember certain records that like I remember I, I came across certain records where it was like I didn't want to leave the house after I heard them. You know, it was just <laughs> like I just want to study these records and get into this. And uh, you know, I hope that I hope that's still, you know, for the young musicians trying to play creative music or jazz or whatever you want to call it now. But, you know, I know for me, it was, music was, it, it was just like, you are, it, it was a, I was looking for journeys in music. Mm, mm, I still mm, am. And mm. that's, that's really what fuels me. I'm not looking to do um, some kind of mundane kind of circus you want to go somewhere. Big, yeah, you know what I mean? It's, I, I want to be taken on a journey. And I want to bring people on a journey, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's 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 really what it's about, you know? I mean, I want to make some money, too. Mm-hmm. Right? But, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. You know, but, you know, you know what I'm saying. You're you're a Ulipian. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Rasan Roland Kirk did a piece called Theme for the Ulipians. Okay. And there's this in- spoken introduction. This woman mm-hmm. says, he said he was a journey agent. <laughs> so that makes you your Ulipian. Oh, you know what? Oh no, we did we did do Rasan. Yes, we did. Yeah, yes, we, we got. Did. I, I think we could revisit him again. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, much to do. There's a, we got a lot yeah. of work to do. Yeah, we got a lot. So uh, now, there's actually one piece of music left. They came and did an encore, and it's kind of a surprise. It's kind of actually a global pop hit. Who is the Art Ensemble Chicago comes back out. And does, oh. it sounded like the end of the set. Okay. But there's actually a little a little extra bit of love to come. Oh, okay. So well. we're going to go to that. But now I have a, an invitation. We mentioned at the beginning of the show that you brought a live recording right. of a super group, a veritable super group of which you were a member mm-hmm, for a period mm-hmm. of time. Right. And this is an, a live, unreleased, once again, another recording Unknown yeah. to the ears of the world, yeah. And um, maybe you can tell us what that is. Uh, well, uh, it, it's from my first uh, tour I did with the uh, the World Saxophone Quartet, and, it, and we were playing in on Jan- January twenty second, nineteen ninety four, at at the Yerba Buena Theater. That's in San Francisco. I think Yerba Yerba Buena. Did I, I did I say that? Something like that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. So, we were playing with the African drums. So, it's an extra dynamic, rhythmic force there. Of, you know, those guys who were with us, they were great. Uh, so, that's what's coming up. That's what that, yeah. this is another, this is, a, this is a, we are showered upon with fantastic recordings people don't know. But one one thing though, who was the who who's the guy who sang on the uh the thing we just played? Yeah, uh, you know, there's no credit given and I could guess but I don't want to. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't <laughs> okay. know. Okay. We took a crack and said it was um Joseph Jarman. Could but be. Could we could be, be wrong. <laughs> you know. Oh, uh, they were all, all these guys shined on this set. All five of them. Yeah. Uh Lester Bowie, Joseph Jarman, Roscoe Mitchell, Malachi Favors, Magostut, Famudu Don Moye. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they are all, you know, that this is what makes this group great. Everybody yeah. brings their own thing. Yeah. And all of it 
and and everybody had their own thing. Yes, you know. Yeah, that you got to start mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. So let's. Um, we're gonna play this last piece, and you'll hear it, and uh, and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna. What another? We've got another hour to, to soak up this world saxophone quartet. This is this is unbelievable, man. Cool. This is unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, deep focus on WKCR FM, New York. I'm Mitch Goldman. Eric Person. Art Ensemble Chicago. <laughs> Thank you. 
clearly, <laughs> clearly, that was a very sweet extra moment for this crowd Don't in South Felden. An interesting song to pick for your uncle. <laughs> it is. You know. Now, I don't know, maybe some people don't recognize that song. That's uh, No Woman, No Cry, great Bob Marley song that uh, um, was, uh, you know, a massive global hit, but not like in a, like a instant disappearing pop kind of way so much as, uh, you know, Bob Marley's music has um, I mean, Marley had already been dead for a number of years by the time mm. this was recorded, and his music has continued to spread and yeah. become a global source but, of, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that that was the 80s, and everybody was very much into reggae in the 80s. Yeah, that's kind of true. You know. Germany in particular, oh, okay. as a matter of fact. And um, that was... Not a musical highlight of the show to me. No, 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 no. It was. It, no, it was. They were gagging. They were gagging. <laughs> the word "gagging" can have a couple of different. Meanings. Well, yeah, yeah. But they were they were laying a gag out there on the people. <laughs> I know what you're saying. <laughs> but uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think there's some love behind it. Yeah. I don't know that they really quite pulled it off and brought it into their world. But uh, but there was a little loving yeah. moment from the Art Ensemble Chicago. They should have did sexual healing. That would have been something. That would have been something. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Who would you have playing the lead on that? <laughs> Lester. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Um, but a great, really, just a fantastic set of music from the Art Ensemble of Chicago. Yeah. Every set from these guys is a revelation and a, and a new range of... Yeah expression what they're doing it's it's really remarkable and i hate to think of it as a thing in the past tense i think it's uh each of the surviving members is going about doing um their own thing but they do get together mm -hmm. and i think even still under the name of the art ensemble of chicago the most recent recording came out i want to say about 2006 hmm. but they are a performing entity and uh, supplemented by some guest musicians. Right, right. But, um, yeah, I got a, I got a, a record with uh, Baba Sissoko. Ah. Uh, right. Well, they've also, um, you know, they've uh, wedded it to different traditions and brought yeah. other elements into it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but to me, you say Art Ensemble of Chicago, it's these five guys. I agree. I agree. And uh, this live set just brings home why. I mean, they were... They were great. They were great and for a very long time. And I'm delighted that we had them when we did. Yeah. And what a treat to find this live recording. Yeah. It's previously yeah. unknown before tonight. Um, I don't know what else to say. You know, it's... Uh, ain't nothing else to say. The music said it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's a nice way of saying shut up, Goldman. Uh, no. <laughs> I, I, I'm being a little nicer about it than that. But no, no. I mean... You're we right. have we still have a lot of music to get to yes. in so little time. Yes. Yeah. This is WKCR. You're listening to the show Deep Focus. We find these remarkable documents, these rare unreleased recordings that nobody's heard of fantastic artists on great, great nights or days in the case of the art ensemble there. Um, and we bring them to light. And this next one is going to be all the more stunning because it actually features our guest, Eric Person. 
So, Eric, you should tell us what uh, you, you gave a little brief introduction yeah. before that last song. Well, we, uh, yeah. Uh, now, we don't. Could, let me yeah. back up and give a little bit of context. Yeah. I like that introducing you and then answering the question. But um, World Saxophone Quartet mm-hmm. is the group that uh, was founded by Oliver Lake, Julius Hemphill, David Murray, Hamiet Blewett. Right. And. Um, Julius Hemphill was the first to leave the group and subsequently passed away. And um, that chair, yeah, the, the other three members stayed intact in that band, and that chair changed over a period of years through a yeah. number, cycled through a number of different saxophonists. Yeah. Uh, it's really an open chair. It's, it's, they're not, as I understand, uh, they're, 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 they're not looking to... Uh, yeah just have just one guy be it till the end of time or, or whatever so <clears throat> and, and there have been a lot of great musicians in that chair yeah no doubt no doubt um i mean you know arthur arthur blythe was um the first player after julius left and then um james spaulding did a, a brief stint and then i came on i was there for two years and then um john purcell uh did some uh, some time there. Stubblefield? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, 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 because matter of fact, on this on this, this recording comes from my first tour with them uh, in, in the beginning of 94, and, and then we ended the whole tour in New York, and we played the Sweet Basil, and and then David was gone, and then Stubblefield, right, John right. Stubblefield. Uh filled in and that was fun he was great uh and so yeah it's 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 um it's an open chair and that and and, that, and that's probably a good thing you know speaking of the midwestern connection uh oliver lake and hammy blewett are both from from out of st louis st louis area matter of fact fact it's funny <laughs> You know, you never notice when when you're young and stuff. But I remember I had this record with Hamiet Blewett as, as was a guest on it, and the and the um, the band was called Leo's Five. Hmm. And um, the the um, I'm just pulling it back up in my memory. the The leader was a singer named um, Leo Gooden. Leo, yeah, Leo. Leo Gooden, yeah. And it was funny about it. That I mean, that record came out way a long time ago in the 60s. And I was in this store called Vintage Vinyl recently, mm-hmm. about a year ago, and they had a CD of it. I was like, now nah, I wonder who owns this. <laughs> right, you know, it's right. funny, you know. But no, it, 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 was, it was, so I, I kind of had already heard Blew It before I came to New York, and he was on that record, so it's funny. Mm-hmm. And how how did it come about that you uh, joined the group? Was it? Mm-hmm. Uh... Uh, you know, um, it. I was on Soul Note Records, and Flavio uh, Flavio Boni Drini, who was running the the label, uh, was you know telling Blewett uh, about me, and then I was talking to Blewett too. So it was kind of coming from a couple of angles, and then um, something happened where. Uh, James Spaulding wasn't going to f- continue in the band and finish the recording, which wound up being called uh, Moving Right Along. 
And so they called me in to finish it. And I was I was fortunate to um, uh, contribute two songs that's on that record that I, that I like a lot. Matter of fact, I would like to go back and update those songs. But I, one is called Charade, another one's called Antithesis. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it happened way back then, 94. Had you played with an ensemble like that, like a saxophone quartet or anything? No. Not to mention, let alone with those particular guys, of course. Yeah. Was that, uh, were they, one might assume that they would be mentors and, and guiding lights as composers, band leaders, and as saxophonists. But I don't know, maybe they were, maybe they weren't. What mm-hmm. was your experience? Um, it, it, it was, let's put it this way, they, they, they weren't the most verbal guys. But uh, for me, I've always looked at music as an opportunity to, every musical situation I've been in as a situation to grow and, le- and develop my, my voice and my plan and my musicality and whatever. So um, it, it, this was my f- very first, you know, run with the group. Uh, and, and, and it was some good things that... Um, I I heard in the music and some things that you know for me I'm like well (laughs) you know (laughs) okay you know what I mean I mean it's just things that you you know say okay that's cool and then some things you're like "Mm." I I I knew it was some things I needed to grow you know matter of fact at the first recording session first thing I noticed was like dang these guys play loud (laughs) you know what I mean right and I learned from that you know I, I I went about changing my equipment, my mouthpiece, change horns, because I knew my equipment wasn't really up to the uh, to the level that I, I was trying to push, because I was I was having to blow over four very loud percussions. Them cats weren't just tapping, and they were really hitting the drums hard. And then these other guys, they they pl- played loud, so it was something I I I carry with me not only in uh, trying to develop while I was there in that group but also when I played other situations I always looked at it like hey man I, I shouldn't need a mic in most yeah. situations that's how that's how I tried to think you know so when I did certain gigs and I was playing o- with over loud drummers and organs or electric piano and and a guitar I always looked like I still should be heard mm-hmm. you know I yeah. you know and that and that's why that's what the way I tried to develop my equipment and it, so it helped, you know, and it was some other things I learned. So I think if you, you know, have that kind of idea of, hey, man, I'm, I'm here to have fun and learn. Yeah. Then you'll be all you'll be cool. Yeah. If you come in with some more fixed ideas of things, then you wind up bitter, disappointed. Mm-hmm angry going off in the sunset never heard from again you know all that kind of stuff so yeah yeah, it's cool Mm. i also always thought that this group world saxophone quartet there's a tremendous demand of um, as you were saying volume but also of imagination Mm -hmm. of you know you don't really have the opportunity to lay back and you know let the guitar player lay some chords yeah. down or, you know, whatever the rhythm section might be. And you've got to, everybody's got to really mm-hmm. bring it all the time or yeah. it's like it's going to fall out of the sky. Yeah. No, it's true. Um, I, I, it was, it was, it was definitely a challenge 
and 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 I know that I I continue to get better in in the situation, you know. So uh, for me, um, I remember we did a gig up at the Iron Horse, mm-hmm. and uh, that was like my last gig. But uh, it was, I really felt good about what I was contributing in, and, and it, it came off really good. Uh, but yeah, you're right. You can't really coast. Like you can't coast when you're doing solo or duo and stuff like that. You you really, you know, you got to keep it going. <laughs> yeah. Don't let it sag. Don't let it sag. You know. So it's funny. So we're gonna take it to Yerba Buena, San Francisco, 1994. Um, any other particular memories from this gig or any? Uh, or uh, let me lay that one on the table. And then I had another thought. I which I'll. Mm-hmm. Leave as a separate question. Um, I mean, I, I have some uh, some remembrances from this, but I won't I won't mention them on the air. But um, I also remember <laughs> it was funny how for this tour, you know, we uh, I was I was given the wrong ticket, oh. <laughs> you know, and and I remember the the. Um, the, the, their manager gave me this ticket weeks before we was leaving, and I, I remember I got it in the mail. I was like, "Oh, it's cool. Okay, I got it." It was in the envelope that you that they used to give uh, at the airports, and so I just saw the thing. I was like, oh, "Okay, cool," and I just put it away. It was. And, and I it, bet that was the last time that you ever did that. Oh yeah, yeah, you know that, you know that. <laughs> so so I I uh, got to the airport and came up to the counter and uh, gave the guy the ticket and everything. And he and he said, "Yeah, Mister So and So," and and I was like, "Oh, that's not my name." And, and I gave him my ID, and he's like, "Oh, well, um, yeah, you're gonna have to. Uh, this isn't your ticket." And I was like, "Oh, well, this was the ticket that was given to me." And he was like, "Well, you can't fly on this." And I was like, "Well, it must be some mistake. I mean, they specifically sent this to me and." Like it was cool, you know, and then and they was like, well, you can't fly on this ticket, you know, and uh, I was like, okay, that's cool. Well, just write me another one. It's like, well, it doesn't work like that, you know. It wasn't in your name, so you know, and so I want to. <laughs> those guys, you know, they 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 weren't really hands on with the situation, right. so I had to take care of it. But it was cool. It wanted to be okay. The manager gave me back my money. But I just remember that from the very first, you know, beginnings, you know, it's a little, little yeah, strange. Yeah, yeah, a little introduction, funny introduction. <laughs> My last question, I, yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to hearing this music. Yeah. But I have to ask, you're up there with these three guys, mm-hmm. Oliver Lake, David Murray, Hamid Blue, mm-hmm. three assassins as soloists. Mm-hmm. I mean, each guy in his own way, I've seen lay waste to an audience, get people cheering and falling out of their chairs and mm-hmm. all that stuff that we love about this music. Um, any one particular, any one of, out of those three guys or any one particular memory of uh, solo performance that, that lit you up as a fellow saxophonist and as an audience member? Mm. Um, well... I, I mean, I have a I have a video from this tour uh, when we played in um, Seattle. Yeah, so I, I remember that as being like really, because it was a, I guess it was a couple of gigs after this, so this one that I'm, I'm, we're gonna play, 
And so the music had already started doing something else. And I remember some real strong statements that I made on that gig. But I remember uh, David Murray, you know, really, you know, had some really strong statements, you know, really. Mm-hmm. I, I I felt he was very consistent, you know, in, in what he put out. And, uh, and I, I remember drawing some things from what he was doing. Um, but, yeah, I mean, everybody did that thing. So, I mean, that's one of the things I learned. It's just almost like what I learned from those guys was like whatever you are, be able to do it on the drop of the hat, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no scratching your head. Oh, let me think about this now. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> right. who are you? What are you? At the drop of the hat, boom, it's there, strong and confident. And so um, that's right. that's what made them who they are, you know. What is the first piece we're going to hear? Do you remember? Uh, <laughs> or do you remember who solos or should we just play it? No, no. We all solo on the, the first one. And if we, if we get to the second song, uh, it, it it basically features me and Lake. In, in kind of like a duo exchange kind of thing with the African drum still mm-hmm. uh, churning. But uh, I I believe the second song is called Feed the People. But I can't remember the the first one. I think it might be something like Annie something or... Okay, well... Yeah. We got the music. That's been a long time. 1994. <laughs> yeah. What Do you remember the date? Or the, uh, the date is um, January, I believe, 22nd. We are in San Francisco. It's the Yerba Buena Theater. Yep. And it's the World Saxophone Quartet in this instance. It's Oliver Lake, David Murray, Hamiet Blewett, and our guest, Eric Person. And you're playing alto? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is what it's all about. This is Deep Focus <laughs> on WKCR. I'm Mitch Goldman. And let's go off to Yerba Buena. Thank you. 
Afrika. We gave you a little bonus there. You got a little bit of uh, the master, master percussionists, truly. Hello, San Francisco. Thank you. That's uh, so. If you just joined us, you've been missing a lot of great radio. Eric Person is our guest tonight. My name is Mitch Goldman. We call this program Deep Focus. We get recordings out of the farthest reaches. Yeah. Of, of, of human civilization, dare I say. And uh, find things like this, which, however, usually comes from the WKCR archives. But tonight, Eric brought this recording. This of, is unprecedented. This is, this is, a, this is how, how long have, have humans been communicating with one another? <laughs> No, All I mean no, 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 no. I mean in in, in, uh, in the in the annuals of the deep focus. Yes, yes, very nearly, almost, almost, yeah. But uh, no, it's very special. It's very special getting to actually interact with you talking about this stuff. Yeah. Do you hear that? I do. What, what is, what that? is that? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, hang up the phone. 
Uh-huh. Good eye, Eric. And good ear. Um, so, uh, now, I don't know if this is something you listen to frequently or if no. you haven't heard it for a while. And listen, let me let me just tell you. Please. Um, uh, a DJ in San Francisco, um, uh, I can't even, uh, Art Sato. Oh, yeah. Got, gave me this. And uh, it was years after I was out of the band. And I don't even remember how... Um, I believe Art Sato gave me this. Maybe it was another guy. But anyway, uh, he, I, I got the thing, and I didn't even listen to it. So I really, the first time I listened to this was a couple of weeks ago. Uh-huh. But I had this, this recording probably at least, I'm just going to say 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know, at least, at least six, seven, eight years. You know, but I, I just wasn't, I just, I, I just got it. And I, I guess I was doing my thing. I was like, oh, I don't want to hear that. And I just put it aside. But um, when I finally listened to it, I was like, oh, okay. The sound is really good. It was yeah. really surprising. Yeah, nice recording, yes. Yeah. So um, it, it really kind of brought back some uh, ideas of what happened, was happening for me mm. uh, at that time in, in the group and, and, and all. <laughs> so, um this is interesting. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. And um, we mentioned, you referred to the drummers, yeah. but uh, I think they also deserve a bit more of an introduction. And um, yeah. you want to talk about those guys a little bit? We, I, I do. But, uh, you know, Lake was about to introduce their names. Uh, oh, maybe, okay. Maybe if you zip it back. Uh, okay. Because I'm going to forget one or two of the, their names. I know it's, I know More Charm was one and Chief Bay was another one. I believe yeah. he was I believe he was on this. Uh but it was another guy and I can't remember his name. I should probably write it down, but uh well, those guys really hit the drums hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's funny, we were talking about that uh things could do a whole show, things Shannon Jackson used to say. Hmm. Um <laughs> speaking of the drums, now these guys, uh more chum in particular, he is I remember him well from back then, he played with a lot of people. Yeah. He is from Senegal, from mm-hmm. the uh, Wolof tribe. And that tradition wow. um, goes back many, many generations. And <laughs> he, I think, in fact, specifically was a descendant okay. of... Master you know, drummers. Exactly. Okay. And um, Shannon, I remember talking about that, and uh, he would always be a bit intolerant of drummers who didn't really... Oh, yeah. so these instruments, this was created mm-hmm. to communicate over yeah. long distances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't something to just tap. I agree. I you got to gotta hit that thing. You got to work mm-hmm. to make it really ring and get the resonance out of it. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I, I, I mean, sometimes when I'd be having a problem with a drummer and I'd be like, why do I not like this cat's playing? And, 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 and a lot of times it comes down just to that real basic, you know, thing that you're talking about. Like you're even riding the cymbal, ding, 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 ding. You know, not ding, 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 ding. You know, it's got a ring. It's, yeah. it's, you got to get that ring out. Matter of fact, I remember I did a gig uh, with uh, when I was with Dave Holland's band, and um, we did a gig in Italy, and uh, we had uh, they gave us a real bad drum set. I mean, this thing must have been in a in a basement, dust on it. You know, didn't look good and right. sounded worse. Uh-oh. It sounded like hitting, like, well, Gene Jackson was the drummer, but uh, it sounded like 
you you were hitting cardboard boxes. I mean, literally. Oh. And and I was thinking like, oh, this is gonna be a bad gig. Yeah. But but about in, like into the third song, fourth, it, it started opening up, hmm. and it sounded like you know by the middle of the gig, it sounded like a a real drum set, you know. Hmm. So. If you don't if you don't really hit the drums, it never gets to that. So right, you do, right. you got to at least hit hit really hit the drums to you know get that vibration to start going through the wood and all through you know. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Let me see. I think uh, I, I might have this queued up, okay. and uh, we can see if we hear yeah. Oliver Lake introducing. It's the Hammond's blood on baritone sax. Yeah. Eric Person on alto sax. Woo! <laughs> David Murray on tennis sax. Tito Sampa. Tito Sampa. Marchand. Margay. 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 My name is Oliver Lake. Okay, now so it wasn't Chief Bay, it was Margay. Okay, here's what it is. Uh, when. Only three came out on the road, but when we played Sweet Basil, that is it was just the way that guys. recording ends. There was more to the show; it did not get recorded, unless maybe you recorded it. It's possible. I don't know if you, if you, you're. There are people who record this show. If you are one of them, I've been posting shows that are more or less complete. Some of these shows that I'm getting to now are not quite. You know, we're missing parts of them, like this one. And I thought that might be frustrating to listen to, so I held them back a little bit. Now we're getting to some of them, so I'm going to post whatever I've got. It's going up there. Wait till I start getting to the cassettes from the 1900s. There's some great stuff coming. Anyway, if you have the uh, the re- full recording of this set would and you're willing to share it, would you please let me know? You can find me uh, on Instagram. We're Deep Focus Podcast at, on Instagram, deep underscore focus underscore podcast. And uh, if you're not already subscribed, man, you totally should be. You can find us on your favorite podcasting app, most likely. And if not, you can always get us on our hosting site, which is mitchgoldman.podbean.com. And if you like the show, I'm going to ask you, please do say so. And the way to say so is... Give it some likes or the thumbs up or five stars or whatever your system permits. What that's going to do is going to help people who have not heard the show hear about it. It's going to lift us up in those evaluations and the collaborative sorting and all that. And uh, I just want people to hear the show. That's all. We don't get no money for it. All right. Uh, There's over 160 shows posted there. So yum, yum. Eat them up.